Hey, hey, we're your hosts. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Jonathan. And we believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give to yourself is the gift of wholeness through integrating all aspects of what it means to be human. And in this podcast, we're bringing you insight, information, and inspiration to move from a stressful to stress-free life. Your journey to becoming even healthier and happier starts right now. Welcome to Wellness Theory, the podcast. Hello and welcome everyone to today's show and we are super excited to be introducing you to our guest today, Nina Rakoyan, who is a psychologist, spiritual leader and the founder of Meta Spirituality, an emerging spiritual tradition um, that supersedes the old UH spirituality. Now Nina has been teaching spirituality, meditation and yoga for more than 15 years. She's appeared twice on the cover of Yoga Journal in Russia, New Yoga Magazine USA and has been called a teacher of the month in On Magazine in the UK. She has, she has presented her methods for mind and body transformation at Yoga Journal Conference in the US and has been featured in numerous worldwide publications. And we are super excited to have her here today. So Nina, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. You are most welcome. And that's such an intro. You've been one busy lady, that's for sure. So I'd love for you to just start off by introducing yourself. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about you. How did your journey lead you to where you are today? Well, I believe my uh, conscious path, uh, spiritual path, started at the age of 11 when I created my own method of meditation. It's actually a funny story. Uh, my mom, she was into spirituality and esoterics and astrology, all things like that. She went to a spiritual meeting and she was given a mantra and she was taught how to meditate for the first time. And when she got home, she, she announced the news to me. She said, now I have my personal mantra for meditation and I don't wanna be disturbed. I'm gonna go now to my room and meditate. And you, Nina, stay in your room and please be quiet. I felt so um, humiliated because I told mom, please give me this mantra. I also wanna try uh, the meditation uh, that uh, you were taught. And this is the first time we both heard the word meditation. So we both never tried it before, but I was so curious, I wanted to do it, but she refused to give it to me. She said that the teacher who gave the mantra to her said that it's prohibited to share this mantra. So I was very upset and I went to my room and I said to myself, okay, I will pick any word and I will do that too. She kind of roughly told me what it is about. She needs to repeat the word and close her eyes and sit like that. So I picked the first word. Uh, I believe that was some random word like uh, matches, like lightning match, like lightning matches. And I started repeating it to myself like many, many times with my eyes closed. And suddenly out of the blue, I felt something very different. I felt this uh, spontaneous expansion and I, def I definitely felt very different. And I realized that I am in this meditation like a state of mind that was mind blowing for me. That was actually the first glimpse of this understanding that the power is within us and not in external things, right? So when my mom came out of her room saying that her meditation wasn't really successful, she didn't feel anything. I said, no, I actually did, it actually worked. <laughs> So she, she was completely surprised. And that was the first 
uh, like pivotal moment in my conscious uh, memory of my spiritual past. And since then, there were so many different ones, and uh, I created dozens of methods for mind and body transformation, several meditation techniques since then. Uh, for 15 years, I've been teaching meditation, yoga, spirituality, uh, spiritual practices. I myself tried everything under the sun. I started with different teachers in Asia and on the West and tried different spiritual practices, learned ancient texts. So it has been a very long journey. But um, interestingly enough, I never felt that my journey um, is fulfilled, is like coming to some type of conclusion. So I always felt that there is a missing puzzle uh, that I'm still looking for. And that was actually... Uh, you know, not a very good feeling. I thought maybe my mind of a seeker uh, that is never unfulfilled, never fulfilled, will just never stop learning, will never stop seeking for, for something. And at some point, um, I think I got very disappointed in all the methods because I knew so much, I learned so much, I experienced, experienced so many different spiritual moments but still if i looked at my life nothing really really radically changed i still had problems in relationships in my personal relationships i still struggled with making money uh, properly in basically in all areas of my life i still saw where it needs improvement and at some point i thought to myself, maybe this is how it should be, because old spirituality tells us that our search never ends, and our life is a school, and uh, these life, uh, life lessons, they never stop, so I was like, well, okay, okay, I guess that's it, I guess I just have to accept it, and be okay with this feeling that something is missing, and I need to find it, I need to find it, and everybody around me were telling me, ah, oh, this is just your seeker's mind. You will never be fulfilled. This is the ego mind. It's never happy. And I gave up. I gave up my search, like consciously. I went to one of the islands on the Bahamas uh, for so-called um, inner retreat. I just stopped teaching for some period of time and was just living an ordinary life. And then suddenly, out of the blue, one evening in 2016, something completely extraordinary happened, which uh, basically was a mark that divided my life uh, to a before and after. Complete rebirth, I would say, for me. And for the students of mine that I shared this knowledge that came to me after. So um, I don't know if you want to guys hear this story or it's a little bit too much already of me talking here. So no, I, I, I would love to hear that story. Just before we jump into that, though, I'd really love for you to just tell us a little bit more about that, that period where you essentially started to resign yourself to the fact that there's always going to be something missing because a lot of our listeners feel that way, right? And 
you know to me i see that as a, as a form of like a spiritual crisis right is when we kind of start to lose a bit of touch with who who we are where we're going and you know the ground underneath us shakes a little bit when we're going through that so i'd love to to hear your take on that and how you was able to navigate it before you had this pivotal experience that you're going to share yeah you, you know i couldn't navigate it mm -hmm. i couldn't i was very disappointed and it was a gradual um long-term process it wasn't just one day it was years of me trying seeking changing teachers changing practices traveling all over the world looking for something going to uh, places of power and spiritual places everything that you can possibly try on a spiritual path i i tasted it but i always had this um, bitter aftertaste after the initial excitement and the initial, uh, you know, like inspiration you get from something new, a new teaching, new knowledge, new teacher. After a few months or weeks, sometimes days, you feel that no, I am still the same. The root, um, kind of the core of me, is still the same. My mind is still the same, regardless of how many. Mm, hours in meditation, I sit, I stand up and I'm the same person with the same problems. And yes, it did teach me how to be a little bit less reactive in conversations, a little bit less, you know, something, but still nothing radically changed. And I always had this intuitive feeling that there should be a solution. There should be something that will eliminate our inner struggle, you know, to the core and will actually make a difference. So I was looking, I was searching, I was getting more and more upset with each day until I gave up basically. And that's when I surrendered and I stopped going after and chase after those external practices, methods, teachers, authorities, guides, um angels to talk to whatever it was and i was forced to turn 180 degrees and look within because i couldn't find anything on the outside so if i look back at all my life actually this type of uh adversity has always been something that turns me within it's like when I couldn't find information on the inner aspects of yoga, because I was teaching yoga for many years, I was looking everywhere again, um, information on the energetics of yoga. I couldn't find it anywhere. No teacher would tell me about that. I had to look within and pull that knowledge from the inside, from my own practice, from my own inner focused gaze into the inner self. And I wrote a book, The Energetics of Yoga, which became a bestseller. Uh, for many years, it was on the shelves of, of uh, many countries. And that's how um, I started to realize that that's how the knowledge comes from, the truth comes from. Same with this bigger, bigger spiritual search that I had all my life. The more disappointed I um, I was getting on the path the more I was looking within and then when I completely gave up looking at external things or people authorities then this thing happened I think I kind of emptied space 
of that glass in order for it to be finally filled with my inner wisdom, our inner wisdom, basically, because matter spirituality believes that we are all one. There are no separate souls. There's no duality on a higher level of existence. And this one shared soul that we, um, we are, basically, that's what I can say. That's what we are. But as long as we are looking on the outside, we are not seeing that. So sometimes life turns us and upsets us and we start actually looking in a proper direction. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like what you said, 100% spot on is so many people are chasing, 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 trying to find the solution when the answer is in front of them the whole time. The only problem is we don't see it because they don't take the time to step back, surrender and just see what happens you know and when they when they like did what you did you stop chasing you stop trying to look for all this external these external solutions and you just surrender to it step back and go okay i'm not looking anymore and then you start to see different opportunities you start to see different things in different ways and you start to realize the solutions in front of you the whole time but because you've been so focused and going in one direction trying to find this specific solution you've completely missed the the solution that's right in front of you all the time and that solution is within it's like the you have the answer you just have to tap into that and and be able to listen to yourself instead of listening to all the noise that is around you i think it's just so powerful that, that art of surrender is just so powerful I remember the many times where i i used to be a doer 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 i like to do i like to do so that's why you gotta kind of finish one thing what's what's next what's next and when I finally got to the point of being able to just kind of step back out of it and you start to realize you can actually get a lot more done in a short space of time, feeling more energized and not focusing on the external and you still be able to keep your internal world healthy, energized and, and resourceful as well. So um, that, that, that whole surrendering and all that, the quote unquote giving up is what I think a lot of people need to start to adopt as a practice and then they'll start to find the solution that's been there all along so right I'm, I'm curious to know your thoughts nina for anyone that's listening that's struggling to get to that point of surrender so they can turn to look inwards what, what are your thoughts on that because often obviously we see the pattern over time is that we wait for something pretty significant to happen before we do that. Do you think that everybody has to get to that point before they truly look inside? Or do you think there's a, a choice that people can actually like listen to a podcast like this and be like, oh, that seems like a smart idea. Let's give it a go. Like what, what's your thoughts yeah. on, on surrender? Yeah, you see uh, the old scenario was that we wait for the crisis in order to start changing within. And actually according to matter spirituality, we create the crisis uh, on the outside in order to inflict change within because we are the creator and we create everything that is around us everything around is our creation and it doesn't exclude anything it doesn't exclude any crisis so when we don't have enough uh, either inner motivation to change or or something else like that we create crisis on the outside which forces us to start changing something. But that was this old scenario that I feel that we are collectively graduating from. 
And that's why meta spirituality comes into play now because we are getting ready for a new perspective. And uh, this new perspective is um, this understanding that because we are the creator, we can cancel our life lessons, otherwise they will never end. And we are the ones who prescribe those lessons to ourselves. And we don't have to learn through adversity and through crisis. We can and should, I feel this is our spiritual duty, our new task, let's say, that we learn from just inner motivation, from this conscious understanding that our function as a creator is to, to expand, like always expanding universe. We need to expand, we need to grow, we need to go through different, many different experiences, but they don't have to be negative necessarily. We can also grow from happiness, from mutual, respectful, loving relationships. We don't have to grow through crisis all the time. Uh, and this is both a choice and a necessity for, for others. So it depends, depends on a person. Everything is a choice. But some people will choose to wait until there's no other way than to face something. But that's why meta spirituality is here. That's why I'm trying to promote this new uh, tradition that will guide people uh, in a different direction. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about your mission of meta spirituality? Yeah, this is actually what we just talked about. Uh, giving spiritual seekers a new way to to be on their spiritual path, a new perception. I would even say a new identity, new identity of, um, uh, I call it meta-self, meta-self, uh, like a bridge between the creator and human, uh, the relationship between the two, the relationship that hasn't been developed yet. That's why there's no such identity yet. It self-creates in the process of um, establishing this relationship between God and human. So this meta self is uh, the self which has new eyes and new perception of oneness, where it understands that everything on the outside is a reflection, but not in a, uh, you know, um, like a symbolical way. Because many people, many teachers say we are all one. What does it change? It doesn't change anything. It's more like um, a phrase, a speech uh, kind of um, uh, expression. We are one, so what? And then we still divide. We still divide uh, teachers and students. We still use intermediaries. Intermediaries such as affirmations, channeling, visualizations, and all sorts of techniques. So meta spirituality doesn't use intermediaries. It helps you develop a direct relationship with the creator inside of you, who is you. So uh, we are ready for that. And I feel that's what we are seeking for collectively. We are ready to, to take this full responsibility because what the creator is and uh, what its main um, function is, it's full responsibility. 
When you take ownership of everything that's around you, you take full responsibility for everything that's happening within and without you, you become the creator. We cannot um, change anything that is separate from us. If we live and we perceive others and life as something separate from us, we can't change it. We can't um, influence it. We can't control it. We try, of course, we try to control others. We try to control circumstances, but this is not getting us anywhere. So there is another way to look on everything through the eyes of this meta self, uh, through the eyes of oneness. And when you know that everything is you, you become capable of actually influencing what is you, what is within your self. And it's a very interesting process. So what does that look like practically? So for our listeners that are, that are here and they think, they're thinking, okay, well, this, this is making some sense and they like this idea of new age spirituality and, and they're really buying into what you're talking about. How do they then implement this? What does that look like practically in somebody's life? Oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to try to explain in this format, because as I said, we need to develop a relationship uh, and it's not a magic pill that you take. Course, we again, yeah. we, are, we are used to taking those magic pills and we, we are hooked on, uh, I don't know, like life hacks, uh, quick solutions, quick fixes. But this is not it. Meta spirituality will not magically in one second change your life, but it will radically uh, if you take a little bit of time, just, just a couple of weeks to basically understand what it means to, to change your perception, how to change it. So I also provide people with um, free like introductory lecture on meta spirituality, which they can get on my website, on the main page of my website, so that they understand if this is something for them, if they resonate with it, they can feel whether they are ready for it or not yet, because some people are not, not yet. Uh, practically speaking, uh, when you change your identity, when you change what you self-identify with, you truly start seeing everything through different eyes. And when you see something from a different perspective, you change things because the way things are created is by perceiving them. So the other world is this world seen and perceived differently. Uh, remember from, uh, from the physics, the observer by the act of looking at something changes what he looks at. Same applies here. Uh, there's no practical tool, there are no instructions, do this, you'll get that. But when you change the perception, when you start looking through the eyes of a new identity that you identify with, the way of perceiving things differently is something that changes things on the outside. So the way we perceive anything is the way we create it, the way we change it yeah so it's all about that yeah i love that you bring it back to to identity being a main piece obviously perception and the way we perceive things but the the way we see ourselves initially will start to kick start 
everything else, right? If I be, if I live by the belief and I identify with the understanding that we are all one at the highest level, then my actions, my behaviors, my thoughts, my emotions, everything will start to gradually fall in line with that. So anybody listening, I think, check with your belief system. What do you actually believe? Because there'll be people listening to this that, that are like, me unfortunately when I was 11 I didn't have anybody teaching me about meditation and I it took me a long time to really actually do an audit on who am I and like what do I actually believe and it took a bit too long in my eyes to get to that point obviously it's worked out as it's supposed to but the, the reality is, is sometimes we actually have to consciously sit down and and check this stuff right and audit ourselves to check what do we believe and what do we want for the future mm-hmm you know, I would add something here. Uh, when we are ready on the inside, when we are ready to stop the chase, when we are getting ready to a truly big change in our life, in our perception, we feel it. Mm-hmm. The truth inside us wants to be revealed. Mm-hmm. has always been like that. So when somebody who is watching now this interview or listening to this podcast feels resonance, feels this resonance with the words we're saying here. Uh, I would just say, go for it. Try try this, listen to the introductory lecture and see if you wanna go even deeper. Um, Just basically sitting and thinking about our own beliefs is great, but isn't it not what we were doing this whole time? And it doesn't really, again, change anything. Uh, But when we identify with our separate ego mind, we we try to do the self-work. We'll try to work on our beliefs. We try to work on our destructive mental programs, but we are within the ego mind. So we are inside of something that we want to change. And we can't change our ego mind. It's impossible. The main function of the ego mind is to sustain the illusion of separation from the outside world, from other people. Um, This is its function. The function of the ego mind is to sustain separation so that we could function here in this body. And uh, doing this self-work trying to think even about our own beliefs, about our own mental programs. It is helpful, it makes us more conscious, but it doesn't give us a solution. So meta spirituality, which is very difficult to understand from these first few words, but it gives you a radically different way of of, um, growing. Uh, It doesn't include self-work. We are actually truly graduating from self-work. We start seeing things differently and we realize that everything that we prescribe to ourselves and believed in, including all our so-called traumas, so-called destructive mental programs, we can transcend it. We don't need to work on them anymore because working on them doesn't actually work, but we can um, transcend it for the better word. Uh, And it is truly difficult to explain here in a practical way because this is not about 
yeah. you know, showing you practically how it works. Yeah. It's a shift in perception. Yeah, definitely. And I, I hear that for sure. And I think it's just, I just want to like really bridge the gap between the, our listeners and that level of thinking, right? Or experiencing. Because that, that's where I think uh, there's a true sticking point sometimes, especially obviously when it comes to releasing stress. And you mentioned there tra traumas for, for our listeners that might have been experiencing some traumas or been struggling with that work. It's great for them to hear that there are alternative methods that they can start to look into. So I think that's really, really powerful. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Definitely. I said any methods that can help you to kind of step out of that state of stress anxiety they're experiencing and tap into those high levels of consciousness is only gonna i think make uh, make more of an impact in the lives of them well their lives but also the lives of people around them um and what i want to touch on is your is your goal that um, you mentioned on your website for better spirituality which is about affecting the consciousness of millions of people and what you call a collective graduation from living in a partial truth and fragmented knowledge of old spirituality and religion Tell us a little bit more about this goal. Like, uh, can you um, touch on this and go a little bit deeper on this for us? What does that mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so as we discuss this, I believe that all the spiritual practices, methods, techniques, they are but stepping stones for all of us to get to know the last truth of who we are. And... Uh, I think this is where we are all going to. We are entering the era of union and this truth, it wants to be revealed finally. So uh, before we were more like kids that like to play with different ideas, different toys, exploring what is what, and we liked to play with struggle. We liked to learn through struggle but right now i think we are all slowly but steadily um getting fed up with it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we realize that uh, having this belief in life as a school where you need to constantly learn from tough life lessons it's basically it's so taxing and it's it's never ending. It's never ending. And we, we start feeling more and more upset with this old way of learning. And we kind of intrinsically want the truth to be revealed. So more and more people will seek for this new alternative, will seek for this new approach, new identity, new the truth of who they are. And uh, you can apply oneness very practically. It's just truly difficult to explain in, in such a setting, you know, when we can truly go really deep, it would take hours. Uh, but it is a very practical tradition, very practical knowledge. And actually, I even believe that the only true identifier, the only true indicator of how true spiritual knowledge is, is physical, material mm, change. So if you uh, apply some spiritual knowledge to something and your life doesn't change, your, your finances still 
not in a good shape, your relationship to somebody is not in a good shape, then the knowledge that you are believing in is not ideal. It's not actually true knowledge. True knowledge changes everything and changes quickly. The moment we actually see things differently, everything changes based on this law of meta-spirituality that the way we see things is the way we create them, the way we change them. So I feel that we are all now seeking for this new way uh, of having a direct, direct relationship with the creator inside us. We will start dropping those tools like visualizations, affirmations, channeling, or we will still use them, but we will know that we are channeling ourselves. We are talking to ourselves. We will stop giving away our responsibility, our power to the third parties. And by that, we will change every area of our life. Because when we become truly in a positive way responsible for everything, when we stop blaming others, when, when we stop waiting for some higher forces to do something in our life and with our life, we take full responsibility and that's when change happens. We become way more mature. So this approach helps you way quicker and more efficiently than even basic psychology. I'm a psychologist, I graduated from psychology and I can uh, with confidence say that this helps quicker and makes you more mature person way quicker this one understanding so, so what what impact do you think meta spirituality will have on the world so anyone who taps into that taps into their truth seeking that truth and really taking their responsibility what what impact do you think that that will have on the world around us you will see immediate change in every area of your life as i said it cannot not change when you change, everything changes. When you don't change, everything will be still the same. Uh, when we start perceiving life through the, one, through the eyes of oneness and non-separateness, all the conflict, all the wars, all the um, problems will disappear. We will stop or we will definitely um, create less of the external crisis we will have no need for that. You see, we need external crisis when we believe in the outside forces. When we believe there's higher forces, if we believe there is karma, if we believe there is uh, something on the outside that, that is our fate, that is teaches us something, or some higher God that prescribes life lessons to us, we live in the position of a victim in a passive position and we don't take ownership of everything that's happening in our life. So when we drop that idea, this alone changes a lot in every aspect of our life, in the way we deal with personal relationships, how we bring more responsibility there, how we stop being in the victimhood, how we stop blaming others. Um, again, this is a very practical, knowledge that changes everything uh, we cannot fight we cannot blame we cannot hate if we know that the this is a reflection in the mirror like literally not 
just just a phrase you know literally if you are me it will be very difficult for me to blame you to hate you so on a scale of of a human emotion we will not go all the way down where people usually fall when you remember who you are and when you remember see everything through the eyes of of uh, oneness you will maybe get upset a little bit, but then you bring yourself back to the truth of who you are. And you remember and you realize that you are the one who creates that and not, you, you don't blame yourself for that. Oh, I created that, it's my fault. No, you don't go there. You actually see and understand that you do it for yourself because this is what's best for you. This is what helping you. And you start seeing those parallels between what's happening on the outside and um, inside. So this is a very interesting process that changes everything. Absolutely, it's interesting. So we see this with our clients and I believe on our journeys too, is that we, we move from that victimhood, we move into responsibility, but one of the blind spots with responsibility like you just touched on there is that we can then turn that blame inward right and then there's shame attached and people beating themselves up and this kind of mentality but then it's about moving from that place of responsibility to being empowered right and embodying that power um, and I'm kind of hearing the way you're speaking to me that power is the truth of who we are right that is that one and God is one and the same and I think it's when we start to devote ourselves to that <laughs> through our lifestyle, right? That's when we're yeah. not reaching for this practice or that practice, or I have to do this and then I can feel like that, right? It's that we're starting to actually truly ad adopt who it is we are, but not in the sense of I'm Charlotte and I'm co-founder of Wellness Theory, like outside of titles, outside of that, external identity right it's about coming back to okay what is your nature what's your essence what does that look like what does it feel like and i really want to pick up on one of the words you used earlier which was resonance anybody listening to this and they resonate that's that feeling is the truth isn't it that's that's the truth of who they are would you agree or do you feel like i'm a bit off the mark i absolutely agree yes yeah. i absolutely agree yes when we stop waiting for something or someone to change our life uh, when we stop being in this passive position, when we stop believing in higher forces, external gods, we become God and we become powerful. We bring the power back in a positive way. So it really changes everything. It's interesting. So I know there's going to be a lot of our listeners because a lot of our listeners are from different places in the world and obviously come from all different kinds of religions. So I know this is going to really get some thoughts provoked here so what would you say to somebody that is potentially here hearing a speak like this um and how that relates to their actual religion because i love what you said earlier when you said you feel like all of all of those teachings are leading us to the same place i come yes. from a very very similar belief system to that but i'd love to know more your thoughts on that if possible yeah, without any disrespect, because as I said, we need those stepping stones, uh, but religions, they divide. It's still division, right? We have so many and they contradict each other. And uh, they, that creates conflict between people. 
that creates division, separation. So uh, eventually, what I believe we are doing now collectively, we are moving towards oneness in, in, in everything. This is the nature of our spiritual evolution, of our personal evolution, of the evolution of life. We all going back to where we started from, to oneness. It's just when we get there, we're already not like a newborn child that is just born and doesn't know anything, right? But we kind of close the circle and we get back to where we started, but with a completely different understanding of this uh, new beginning. I don't know if it makes sense what I'm just trying to, <laughs> to talk here, but um, at some point we will, not everybody, not everybody, and we don't force anybody. That's why I'm saying that matter spirituality is not for the beginners. It is for advanced spiritual seekers who tried it all and are not happy and they're still not satisfied. So if you feel that this is about you, then you're welcome. But if you feel that, no, this is not for me, I find my religion still useful. And if it's still useful, if you feel that it's helping you, it consoles you, it gives you something that you don't need to drop it, you shouldn't. It's like a natural course of evolution. You cannot take a carrot out of the ground prematurely. It will not work. And matter spirituality will not work for those who are not intrinsically ready and looking for it. So what I will say to, to those people, enjoy your religion, your belief, if you can, because there will or might come a point where you can no longer enjoy it, it will stop working. And when it stops working, you will naturally start seeking for something else. And then maybe you will remember this conversation and maybe you will be ready for meta spirituality for a more broad approach, uh, more holistic in my opinion. But I don't force anybody to drop methods, practices, meditations, affirmations, visualizations, channeling, if it's still helping because we are all on a different level and we all going through different stages of our development and you cannot jump into the 10th grade if you're in the first you know so it, it's all it's all good absolutely it's just so powerful it's like it's, it's me it's meeting people where they are and whatever you're ready for whatever works for you and that is so key is what we say to people all the time is there are a million different practices out there it's right. and there's no one size fits all and it's it's finding way what works for you but also what you're ready to try what you're ready to be open to to trying and and that, that i think that's the key for anyone listening is don't get overwhelmed by what's out there and don't get overwhelmed by someone saying that you should do this one because it's amazing you should do this one because it's the best one ever or it's this new technique um and it's like is you say it's like listen go within surrender don't try to don't chase it and just listen and see see what feels natural to you see what feels good for you and if it doesn't feel good find something else <laughs> if it feels good and it's working great perfect and i think that's it's so so important for people to to, to find what is what what works for them because everyone is unique and everyone has a different entry level point of where they want to start like for me if i when I started my self-development journey, if anyone ever mentioned the word spirituality, I would, war would come up as like, yeah, I'm not listening to you. 
it's like you, that none of that's real. It doesn't make sense. So it's you you've got to be ready for it. You've got to be open to it, and you've got to you, like you say, you've got to be kind of willing to 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 try different different modalities, different things to see to see what really resonates with you as well. Yeah, I think the big key there is being curious, mm. isn't it? It's like, just be curious and see where it leads you. Listen to the feelings, but also have in mind that it's quite the possibility that all these things are leading you back to the same exactly. place, <laughs> which is you, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Regardless of the modality that you pick, but be curious, be open, because that's where we move into a new age, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I say. I'm here simply to suggest an alternative. Yeah. If you exactly. Yeah. you're the one who is seeking for it like i was seeking before then now it's here and uh if you're not then it's totally fine so in in the beginning of this conversation Nina, you you mentioned that you're always like looking for a solution do you feel like you're you've kind of got a solution now oh yeah and that's yeah. a very difficult concept for the mind to understand yeah. truly because we associate the uh end of learning basically with the end of growth which is not the same the end of learning is not the end of growth uh, this is a an interesting concept i'll try to explain uh, our mind as i said its function is to sustain the illusion of separation it can never feel wholeness it's simply not its nature or its function. It, it doesn't have to. It's not its job to feel wholeness. Our fragmented mind cannot comprehend unity. So uh, ego mind cannot learn, basically. So everything that we were doing before is being in our ego mind, trying to change ego mind from within the ego mind. That's what psychology does. That's what many other practices do. And it doesn't help. So when I say uh, the end of learning is not the end of growth or expansion, is that we stop learning from the ego mind, from that identity, and we enter absolutely different phase when we become God, we become the creator, whatever word we use, we become the truth, we become the power, uh, we become the universe and everything that there is. And from that, we keep expanding and growing, but not through learning some techniques, some methods. We just expand uh, the understanding of who we are. We apply this understanding uh, into every moment of our new uh, being. So knowing who we are, having found the answer, one answer to all the questions we had before as a spiritual seeker, we now came to the end of our spiritual journey. We've known the last truth of who we are. That's it. We are spiritually accomplished. We are realized. We uh, reached the peak of uh, spiritual Everest and the, the, the highest uh, spiritual attainment a human being can possibly get into. But then this is not the end because our mind thinks that if you find one solution or we stop our learning, that's the end. We're gonna just degrade. No, this is not true. So when you find the truth of who you are, you actually start living it. You start applying it and it's a never ending process. 
but you are not learning anymore because everything that you were meant to learn in this life is basically the truth of who you are. This is the one and only knowing and knowledge and truth you were seeking for while learning on your spiritual path. But you found the solution or the answer or the knowledge, whatever we call it, you know who you are now. Now, this is not the end. This is just the beginning. And I actually like to say that your spiritual path starts from the moment when you become enlightened, mm -hmm. when you become aware of who you truly are. That's where your spiritual path only starts because now you have become a conscious creator unlike you were before. Before you were an unconscious creator who doesn't know who he is and creates chaos as a result, unconsciously creating all sorts of chaos and struggle and uh, all, all, all the things we see around. Once you've become a conscious creator, you now start creating mind, mindfully, consciously. And this is a process that you will start living. Um, and that's, that's an interesting one. You I'm start excited. growing, yeah, expanding, but you are no longer learning. That's it. Life is no longer a school, but the creation of yours, conscious creation. I, I believe that it goes from to, to quite rightly what you said there, and then from creator into contributor, uh, obviously, and that they both kind of feed into each other on, in some way. I think. Absolutely, it's, yeah. It's about experiencing yourself on a daily basis and like your your true self, who you are. So yeah, you you, see, you stop learning and you just start experiencing every aspect of your true self. And the more you experience, the more yeah, the more you keep learning, the more you keep growing, um, and it's just such a powerful cycle. That keeps going and going and going and never never ends, which is awesome. I'd love I'd love to just jump in and ask you another question here. Is how do you define the truth of who you are? Do you believe that again? Is that the same for everybody in your eyes? I'd love to just see how you see that. Like, how would you define that? If somebody's listening to this and is thinking, "What do you mean the truth of who I am?" Like, how do you answer that? Yeah, a difficult question to answer with our just words but uh, the truth of who you are is the same for everybody else uh, i believe that it wouldn't even be called the truth if it was different for everybody we can have our personal partial truths about who we think we are i am like that i am like that i am controlling i am insecure i am positive i am good but these are not the truth of who you are. Uh, this is just a buildup of your life experiences and ideas and beliefs. This is what we call a character. This is not truly who you are. The truth of who you are is the same for every single alive being anywhere, right? Uh, and this is the understanding that you are the creator of everything there is. Not you are as a person, but you as your true self. We have one big soul that is dispersed into billions of bodies, but we all share one higher self or one um, truth, basically. These words, Truth, higher self, God, the creator, universe, they're all synonyms. They're all the same. And this is truth of who we are. So 
I don't know if I answered your question. Oh, you, absolutely, yeah, you definitely did. Definitely, I, I just it just popped out into my mind. Then there was a time I was I was journaling, and I, I had this realization. I was like, life isn't about Charlotte. It's about the I <laughs> behind Charlotte, right? It's like, and and I, I remember in that moment when I was writing that, I was like. Uh, <laughs> I was like, of course, right? And I'm, I'm still a, well and truly on, on my path. And it's just, I think, important for everybody to, to listen in and recognise where they are and, and maybe even get a bit excited about where they are heading on their spiritual path. I think that's really important. Yeah. Sometimes we can talk about spirituality from a place of crisis, like you've said, but for a new age, we need to start looking at with that curiosity and excitement. Yes, this is a completely new, exciting process that the creator in us decided to experience before it wasn't possible, before it was a different scenario that we as the creator were playing out. And right now, we as the creator want to have this new experience of knowing who we are while still being in a physical body before it wasn't possible before there was a division. We would only know who we truly are after we uh, drop our physical body, basically after death. And right now the creator wants us to know that we are God, but within a physical body, within a human form and start this new process of living while knowing that. Mm -hmm. And this is something that has never happened before. So this is really exciting times ahead of all of us because this is where everyone is going somebody sooner somebody later but this is where we're heading to yeah absolutely so Nia, i just want to obviously thank you for for being here today and sharing so much of your amazing wisdom with us um, but before we do kind of say goodbye and leave you have you got any final words uh for our listeners anything you think they really need to hear before we uh, close off this episode well, I can only say that if you do resonate our word of today, if you do feel resonance with it, just try, just please try, listen to the first introductory lecture and see if this is something you want to dive deeper into. If you don't feel resonance, please don't feel upset. It means that you're on your spiritual path. Everything will unfold in its own time. There's no need to say to yourself, oh, I'm not ready or something. This is where you're heading, no doubt, but everybody will get there in its, in its own time. So if you feel resonance, please join, join us in Meta Spirituality Movement. We have a really big community, a big movement, and it's, it's an interesting and exciting uh, process. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Thank you so much for, for, for asking me to, to do this interview. I'm very honored. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. So um, we will obviously post all the links um, that we have for you, your website, your social media, everything in the show notes so people can easily find you and also um, find that free call as well on your website. Um, mm. Yeah, and then apart from that, I just want to say a massive thank you for being here. Massive thank you for sharing everything and just having this beautiful conversation with us. Um, it's been great to have you. 
Thank you so much, guys. I was very, very happy to meet you. If you enjoyed this episode and you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Then share it with a friend who you think might benefit. Spread the word. That's how we're going to impact the world by helping each other. We appreciate you so much. And as always, unconditional love and wellness to you.